Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. So we just had a call a while ago to where the painters were going to do basically a pickled finish on white oak. Pickled okay. and ceruse. Pretty darn okay. intense. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look at the samples. Samples were awful. I mean, awful. And they actually- the Samples are awful, there's your warning sign, right? Exactly, and it's just like, hey, I mean, these guys don't know what they're doing. Like, I'm sure they're great guys, they're just trying to expand their scope. I get it. I was there too. I want the biggest scope as possible. But yep. but they are not technically capable of creating the finish you want. So, what would you like to do? When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Well, we got a special guest in the studio because, you know, there are so many people out there that are tackling larger projects. And of course, probably haven't done it before. And Corbin Clay really has this new program help, designed to help you out. Welcome to Around the House, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Let's talk a little bit about you, man, and your background because you come from a fun background. And before we get into what you're <laughs> doing, I think we need to tell your story a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, uh, out of high school, went to a um, motorcycle mechanic school, Nice. Uh, coincidentally enough. And long story short, um, turns out I do not care why your turn signal doesn't work or, <laughs> <laughs> or why that tire keeps going flat. Now, if you want to make it look better or go faster, let's chat. So yep. it turns out um, to do that, you know, professionally uh, at a manufacturer's level requires yeah. an engineering degree. So um, flash to or cut to 22 year old Corbin, kind of a, <laughs> kind of a heart to heart with myself. Do I want to be, cause I didn't go to college. Yeah. So it's like, okay, do I want to be a 22 year old freshman entry level of my career at probably 28, 29 mm -hmm. or I'd happened to have gotten a remodeling job to help pay for the community college I just enrolled in. Yep. Um, or do I want to maybe explore this woodworking thing? Because I really liked the kitchen and bath part of that specific remodeling job. So yep. made the decision to go full steam ahead with it. Um, two weeks later, I joined an apprenticeship at a cabinet shop, a pretty high-end cabinet shop in Clearwater, Florida. Nice. And then, yeah, we're off to the races. So I did a um, two-year apprenticeship, then moved to Boulder, Colorado. And there I ran a cabinet shop for a while. They kind of morphed into a, um, a furniture shop. Mm -hmm. And then they had ultimately closed. Meanwhile, I was learning about the 4 million acres of dead pine trees that are in the Colorado Rocky Mountains from the result of a beetle infestation. I don't know if you guys have any of them. 
I know California certainly does. Do you guys? Yeah, have we still north? have them here too. They just they're just sitting out there ready to burn. Exactly. So British Columbia has forty million of yeah. these dead pine trees. So anyway, um, you know, while I was working for this uh, this cabinet company, we would have customers often ask us, like, "Hey, why don't you guys do anything with this pine? All these dead pine trees just sitting there. Why don't you guys do anything with it?" And honestly, I didn't have a good answer for them. I thought, yeah. well, surely it's it's you know it's it's too soft or it's um yeah the infestation gotta be good reasons right there has to be a reason why no one is doing anything about this um so i reached out to the um u.s forest service and the the forestry department at colorado state university turns out there's a big outbreak back in the 80s of the exact same beetle the exact same problem it comes from the winters not being as cold so the beetles Mm -hmm. don't die off every year well, there was just this confluence of, it was kind of a perfect storm. You had warmer winters, then couple that with basically no age diversity in the forest. When yep. we moved west in the Industrial Revolution, we basically cut down like every tree in the forest. We did. So then all of the trees are about the same age. Sure. So now all the trees are kind of old and and more um susceptible to an infestation so that's why it just gone crazy because the beetles are killing trees year-round and most of the trees in the forest are uh, old and weak so that's why i started my company was to create as many good things as we can from that toothpicks pencils uh cabinetry furniture whatever anybody wants to buy that we can make let's see how much of a good situation we can get from a really bad situation um, I, that company got much bigger than I ever planned on it, than it getting. Um, and, uh, I'm very much a product customer facing, uh, fellow. I'm not very interested in, in, um, you know, corporate operations and that type of stuff, but at scale, yeah, you need fun. all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in um, 2019, we decided, well, actually earlier, we decided to sell the company, but in 2019, we sold that business. I then got into um, custom spec building, okay. um, some for ourselves, others, you know, to, to sell. So then I got this awesome education over the course of three years with um, green building design, you know, performance building. Nice. Um, yeah, just, I mean, just really nerding out on building science and how to do things properly and post sell, open sell, all that stuff. Um, there's a lot to that. Oh, there's so much to it. And the thing is, is you move. You move this one, and then three things over here move. Oh, and then yeah, you make it's a this chess game. Yeah, and it's you know we get asked a lot of way home. For example, it's like should I use spray foam? And it's like, well, we need to. Well, I mean, hold on now. Like, is your yeah. crawl space is your crawl space sealed? Because if your crawl space isn't sealed, putting spray foam on the roof probably isn't going to do that much. No. But now, if your entire house is is fairly airtight then yes, get that spray foam up there because that'll air seal as well. And, you know, so there's just, there's so many variables. To, yeah, to your point, it's just like there are very few, there are very few just one size fits all answers. And, you know, no matter what research you do, unless you have all the information, like that phrase, you don't know what you don't know is really, really applicable to, to home building and furniture and the trades and finishes. Yeah. So well, it's building science. So, I mean, this is something that's evolving. What right. you learned 10 years ago doesn't relate to today. Right. Yeah. The notion that houses need to breathe. 
Like we want leaky windows and leaky roofs because we're we're breathing in air from the crawl space, the vented crawl space, and then we're exhaling yeah. through. It's like no. How about we don't do that? How about we? How about we not um, breathe in the filthy air from the crawl space, the unsealed vented crawl space? Like why don't we put an oh, ERV yeah. in or an HRV? Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> and you know, the, I think one of the biggest problems in that whole space of high performance homes is that you have. I'm going to make a number up. You have 20 big companies out there that are making parts and pieces of the puzzle, but they have, they don't work together to see how they can all work together. If you're taking on a project and I've learned this with the projects I'm doing, where I got to call five companies, I know Mm -hmm. it's going to take me 10 times as long because I have to read through the, the fine print to see where the problems are just to get those five companies to play well together. And they mean to play well together, but the instructions don't overlap. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you take that, you take all the confusion, you take a lot of bad information, you take um, every builder in the country approaching it differently, Mm -hmm. um, for better or for worse. Yeah. Basically, no standardization in the industry. Um, the code only goes so far. The code is effectively there for safety. It doesn't necessarily apply. The crown molding is not in the code. Um, d- cabinet door adjustment isn't in the code. Cabinet door finishes isn't in the code. You know, on you and I moment. could go install a kitchen that was <laughs> one inch out of level, including the uppers, and they'd sign off on it, even mm-hmm. though everything's going to be sliding around in those cabinets because it's out of level. It's not covered. Just don't keep your marble collection in that cabinet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Round, put in the drawer. It's fine. But, um, but yeah, so there's that frustration <laughs> coupled with throughout my entire career, you know, in the trades, I would have friends and family often reach out and they would just have had a, you know, bathroom remodeled or kitchen countertops put in or whatever. And they would just say, you know, they, hey, can we FaceTime you real quick? Like, yeah, of course. What's up? And they go, well, here, look, we just got this. You know, figured marble countertops. I was pretty veining, and the seam is right there. Like, is that normal? And then it's you know, it's all it's all chewed up, and it's got you know a gallon of putty in it. And I go, yeah. well, did you did you see a rendering? You know, where they did the yeah, they, they, what, what was the layout? Exact, right? Yeah, they took your exact slab and they mocked it up. Yeah, we saw it. Okay, is that what it looks like? No. Then you 100 percent have a case that is not right. I'd find a picture online like this is what a seam should look like done properly and, you know, whatever, a quartz countertop or whatever. So, like, here's what you need to say to get that person to come back. Hopefully, we've withheld money. Yeah, we got 40% left. Great. That's your leverage. And I just yep. kind of coach them up and give them a bunch of good, like, visual assets, for lack of a better word, videos yep. or photos. And then say, let me know how it goes. And it's just always bothered me. Like, what do people the millions of people that have their countertops installed incorrectly or have someone botch their floors or go into a new build or a remodel just with this feeling of anxiety yeah. and, and uh, apprehension because no one's really just looking out for them. Man, so Corbin, I've got one I'm working with right now. This is crazy. And it's the worst one I've seen yet. And I've seen some oh, bad no. stuff. And I just brought in, uh, I was over there on Sunday. I took my buddy who's part of the Global Tile Posse out there, uh, the big Facebook group for tile setters. And I wanted him to take a look at the bathrooms. This guy, I think their family paid 140000 for a contractor who was not licensed, bonded, insured, didn't have any of that stuff like they're supposed to in the state of Oregon where I'm at. 
And at 140 grand out of pocket, I went over there a month ago and said, stop the horses on this one. You, anything you're having him install is going to have to be removed. So it's going to cost you more money. So don't let him touch it anymore. And I mean, this is how bad the outside they did siding and all this other stuff and some windows. And this is just a regular kind of split level type sized house. It's nothing extravagant. His bid to get the siding all removed, all the windows put in correctly, just in the windows was 100 and siding and windows, 150 grand <sighs> just to fix what he had already paid. Cause it's all, except for the windows. I mean, he's got drywall screws holding the, the sliding glass door in, you know, it's stuff like that. It's uh, they cited the Hardy plank right over the top of the 1960s, seventies, like that homosote siding board that they used back then. That was kind of that fiber homosote board. They went right over the top of that. No tar paper, but to, I mean, tar paper in places. Bathroom tile job, worst tile job ever seen. There's three bathrooms that, um, for waterproofing, they use the blue stucco uh, sealant that you paint on before stucco. Uh, but they put that over drywall and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's all got to go in the dumpster. Ouch. You know. And uh, yes, I mean, the homeowner's really cool. <laughs> Did they not do their research? Did they not do any of that stuff? Did they let that project go way longer than it should have? Absolutely. And he'd be the first one to admit it, but it's still costing them 150 grand to fix this. Yeah. And the guy underbid it too. So it's not going to cost them 150. It'll probably cost them 225 to do it. So Jeez. it's brutal, you know, and that's where I think you guys really can help people. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's, that is as purely as I can say, the, the reason way home exists is to help people get out of a, out of a pickle like that. Or ideally, you know, you can't untoast bread. Ideally, yeah. we can help homeowners identify red flags like you do on your show to say, hey, license bond and sure, bare minimum. That's what we need to see, yep. you know. But then additionally, um, let's ask for when something goes wrong, how do we handle it? You know, like something has clearly gone wrong, builder GC in the past. That's fine. Materials get delayed. And you know, maybe you had a sub that you didn't uh, vet as well as you should have. And he botched a project. How did you fix it? How did you communicate with the homeowners? It's just kind of like when you're applying for a job, you know, they say, what's your biggest mistake? What's your biggest failure kind of thing? Like that's a yeah. reasonable question to ask, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then we just can take all of our knowledge. And then, and then the, the, the most important thing is because there aren't a lot of one-size-fits-all solutions or, or advice, mm -hmm. what we're able to do is just listen. The yeah. first step we do is just listen and say, what's going on? And they say, okay, well, we had um, the, the finish on our cabinets is all wrong. Okay, what was the inspo photo agreed to? Did you have samples, right? And then we could just start this yeah. kind of basic Q&A process because there's so many details, there's so many variables, and there's so much nuance in the solutions that we suggest and the advice we give to where it's like, if, you're, if your builder is, is, is just a recalcitrant child, <laughs> like we're not gonna get very far with them. So let's cut that cord as soon as possible, and then here's how we can say, bring in a new finisher, or maybe we have a DIY solution 
to get you the yeah. look you really wanted on your wide oak cabinets. You know what you I mean? mean? You mean the, uh, the the guy that came in to finish those cabinets on site shouldn't have been rolling the finish on? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, it's a it's a good technique for um for a nice orange peel finish, an intentional yeah, orange peel. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's artisan. It's artisan. <laughs> artisan, yeah. Yeah. Artisan no, latex, yeah. yeah. <laughs> artisan orange peel. It's textured, textured artisanal yeah. latex. But yeah, oh. so that's that's where we're at. Because like I said, my entire career is just it's I mean it really breaks my heart because you know I'm happy to take care of my friends and colleagues and family, but what about all the people that don't have uh, a son-in-law in the trades or, or an old neighbor or something they can reach out to. Um, so that's yeah. why we created Way Home because hopefully we can be that trusted expert resource for everybody else. You know, and there's so many good contractors out there, right? There are so Agreed. many good guys out there in the fields and, you know, male, female, whatever out there that are, that are out there and they're just absolute craftspeople. And that's what you want to find. You want to weed out the one, two, three percent of these clowns out there that are, that are really, you know, borderline, if depending on where you're located, it's criminal, but that are out there basically stealing money from people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, so, so we do it mainly through, through, um, zoom consults. We have another, Mm -hmm. um, service where we can message back and forth and it's a monthly thing, but, but I love when we get on a call with a homeowner and I just kind of start like, here's the finish we want. We do a lot of cabinet finishes because, um, Texas and Oklahoma, for whatever reason, Finish primarily on site. Wow. Oh, and then, and then that's like that's like LA people hot mopping showers, and I scratch my head and go, "Really?" Right. Exactly. So then, and then you also have this thing to not get on too much of a tangent. For whatever reason, finishes are not part of the um, high end cabinet making curriculum. Let's say it's just this afterthought, and and yeah. and I just happened to luck out in my apprenticeship. I was in a spray booth for a year and a half. Nice. Um, right. And it was awesome. And that was one of the, the huge benefits we had when I had my company is we did our finishes in-house. We could control everything. We had great partners, on and on and on. But, but even if the cabinet maker is incredibly talented, great communication, good, solid business, at no fault of their own, and, and, and this is not to, um, to, to talk poorly, they just aren't as competent on the finishing side. Okay, so they're we only need to as good as their paint wrap, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's like, okay, did you see samples? Yes. Can I see those samples? We look at the samples, just be like, yeah, whoever did this does not know what he or she is doing. So that's it is what it is. But now, what are we going to do? Are we going to try to simplify the finish so that this person can can accomplish it? Or do we want to bring in a professional finisher or whatever the case is, right? So even the good ones, I love when we get on calls and I ask a question and they say, no, this is what, this is what our builder said. And I was like, that's the right answer. You got a good one. You have a good builder there. I hope yep. to never talk to you again. I mean, I'm happy to, yeah. but, but you've yeah. got one of the good ones. Like we want to hold the bad ones accountable, hopefully put them out of business because we have educated and empowered homeowners calling out gaslighting, calling out dishonesty because we're helping them. But then we also want to put shine on the good ones yeah. to say, no, that, that guy, that's the right answer. That's a beautiful project. Go with him. And then that girl did it right. See how she did the seam right there? That's exactly what you want. Go with her. So yeah, we're yep. trying to push out the bad ones and elevate the good ones. 
Yeah, during COVID here, kind of we covered the uh, sledgehammer contractor out of Colorado. Did you catch that story? Oh, goodness, no. So uh, we covered this one because it showed up and uh, ended up getting to be friends with the homeowner now. But, uh, uh, you know, single lady hired a contractor to come do her bathroom, came in, did one of the worst. It was up until I saw this house, it was the worst tile job I'd ever seen. This one almost (laughs) goes beyond it. But installs one of the worst tile jobs ever seen. I mean, um, over drywall, the bench was made out of drywall in the shower. No waterproofing. Go down the list. It's just looks like a, a blind eight-year-old tried their first tile job. It just nothing made sense. Well, job gets 80% done. A, a contractor, I'm going to guess, figured you better get paid before the homeowner sees any more and tried to collect on the job, even though it wasn't done. There wasn't a shower door in it. There was other things missing. And she goes, no, I'm not happy with the quality of the craftsmanship right now. You need to fix all of this, and then I'll give you your next scheduled payment, which was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, contractor gets mad. She told him not to go buy the house. Contractor comes by with a sledgehammer and repossesses the bathroom as it was installed and does a 15-minute demo with a sledgehammer, all while the roommate recorded it. So it got on... National news inside edition was covering it. And uh, some buddy of mine's in the tile industry went out there and um, did the job for free to make it right for her. Good. So, Good. but the contractor uh, got charged criminally, uh, had a um, uh, pleaded guilty to a plea bargain, you know, had to do some days in jail, um, that kind of thing. But again, that's so rare, but, Spending the time on the front end in the management of this is really where that ounce of prevention stops majority of that pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and even if even if um, let's say one of the bad ones gets through the cracks, you know, so presented a good a good um, initial say interview, and maybe yeah. there was uh, some dishonesty in the portfolio photos that we just got offline instead of actually being responsible for them. Say we get into it. Well, we're still able to to help coach through, right? To just say, yeah. hey, this, this guy does not know what he's doing. We just had a call a while ago to where the painters were going to do basically a pickled finish on white oak. Pickled yep. and ceruced. Pretty darn okay. advanced. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look at the samples. Samples were awful. I mean, awful. And they actually... Samples lose. are awful. There's your warning sign, right? Exactly. And it's just like, hey, I mean... These guys don't know what they're doing. Like, I'm sure they're great guys. They're just trying to expand their scope. I get it. I was there too. I want the biggest scope as possible. But, yep. but they are not technically capable of creating the finish you want. So what would you like to do? Do you want to reevaluate the finish you want? Maybe something more user-friendly? You know, or do we just want to kick these guys loose? Hey, we're going to have you paint the rest of the house. Love your work. Everything's great. We're just going to bring in this new guy to handle, you know, whatever the the stain on the cabinets or whatever. But yeah, it's it's um, it, it's frustrating to say the least. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And when you're dealing with specialty finishes, I guess first to me, I look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, why is that being done out in the field and not at the cabinet shop where it's controlled?" Right. That blows me away. I've the only time I've seen here in my area, and that's West Coast, basically out here. 
is that I've seen that is that um, maybe a custom cabinet job will turn around and, uh, you know, uh, they'll finish the whole painted job on site. You know, they, they kick all the trades out, they clean the place up and they spray it out because they've got all these cut crown moldings and stuff. They're four layers deep and they want to do it that way. I get that, but stain finishes, I don't understand it. Yep. Neither do I. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, I think it's just a general lack of, of an understanding of how advanced or, or rather how difficult it is to get a good stained finish. Sure. The builders don't know any better. The painters say, "Okay, oh, yeah, of course we can do that." And then we go down and buy a can of Minwax and start wiping away. And it's just like, "Oh no!" I, I think that there is a conflation that that painting painting is, I mean, effectively zero skill, right? You're, you're, I mean, a homeowner can you know d- dump it in and just with with, that, with very very little skill, we can paint a wall and have it look pretty darn good. And I think that there's just this, this, yeah, <laughs> I think that there's just this misunderstanding that wood finishing is the same to where it's wood like, finishing oh, no, is we're like just car gonna, finishing. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, we're just going to brush on the, the stain and it's going to look just like that quarter million dollar kitchen on the cover of Architectural Digest. And it's like, mm. yes, that's both stained oak or those are both stained oak, but they're very, very different skill levels. So I think that's where it comes from. I think that they don't understand the difference between like catalyzed coatings and latex paint, because we see, we see the regular wall paint being sprayed on cabinets all the time. Oh, and then additionally, I don't think that there's just an understanding of, of how technically difficult most wood, let's say clear top coat finishes are sustained glazed, you know, toned on and on. I think that's where we not have a blotchy finish, right? Mm-hmm. oh it's bad yeah we've seen some i'll send you some photos actually um uh, yeah I'm, I'm doing a i'm doing a new blog post because yeah that's that that's become a little uh a little mission of mine it's like please stop finishing your cabinets on site <laughs> please uh, please or at least or at least clear only you know maybe just you like you can get a good catalyzed top coat and even spray it on site let's run a shot back first <laughs> i mean like I, it, it's still oh. not ideal but but again, back to back to what I was saying earlier about how we we just listen first and we try to be genuinely helpful. Yes, I would love to say fire that builder, fire those painters. Like this is not working, but we can't. We close in yeah. sixty days. We're yep. already in with this builder. The painters we've gotten to know because they painted the exterior and the interior. Like you know, it's there's a ton of yeah, variables it's in complex. every situation. Exactly. So it's nice because we'll say okay. Where are you at in the country? We're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Awesome. You're going to have a, let's say, Sherwin-Williams wood coatings distributor there. Get them to tint the top coat. Add a little color into the top coat. Do two of those, maybe three on site. It's going to blend all the color variation in the oak, and you'll be fine, even with a lower-skilled professional. And they go, okay, great. Uh, and, and, and we're batting a thousand so far, knock on wood. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, and finishes keep changing, you know, we keep getting into, it used to be that in cabinetry, especially we'd have those waterborne finishes and they always kind of looked a little plasticky, a little milky, a little not awesome. Yeah. And now you're hard pressed. If you see a piece of, if you see a cabinet to figure out if that's a, uh, a water-based or a, or a, uh, more conversion varnish or a, you know, a, a varnish based. Yeah, solid yeah. 
Yeah, they actually make an amber um, colorant to add to waters to replicate the look of solvents. <laughs> That's how good the waters have gotten. Yeah. And it, before you'd kind of go, oh, that looks okay, but just don't do a natural maple in it because it's going to look funky. It's going to look like you plastic dipped it. Not anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah cabinet finishes. That's, that's a, I have a special place in my heart for finishes. Uh, <laughs> and especially yeah. the right ones. You know, when you do it properly, it looks really, really good. And when you do it poorly, it looks really, really bad. So let's make sure you do it. You know, and let's talk about that for a second because I think it's an important one that people need to realize is that. You know, and I hate to say this because there's so many great custom shops out there, but many times if you walk into a home center, that finish that's on those box cabinets that are in there that are the big name brands that are in every kitchen department and in a big box store, those finishes are pretty solid. Very solid. Yeah. And that's actually, it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, the the efficiency in production obviously benefits the manufacturer because they can turn it out more profitably, but it also really benefits the homeowner, the customer, mm -hmm. because those finishes, these professional grade finishes that we talk about, that you know, catalyzed coatings or or um, like proper cabinet coatings. Yep. Think of um, like a polyurethane that you would buy at a hardware store. If you brush that on, it's probably going to stay wet, which we call open, stays open for probably about two hours. And then it's not going to fully dry to where you can sand it and recoat it for probably 24 hours, depending on the humidity and a few other things. These yeah, professional cabinet finishes, they're ready to sand in 20 minutes. Yeah. They're, they're stackable in five hours. Then you can speed all that up by running it through an oven by putting it in, you know, a UV curing or anything else. So when you couple all that together, they, the, the manufacturers want the speed. They don't want wet surfaces, wet horizontal surfaces sitting in the middle of a factory for dust yep. to settle in and bugs and everything else. So they're, yeah, they're, they're using the most durable finishes to where we don't have any shipping damage because we've got exactly. a very durable finish on there. And then my, my saying have, has always been, yeah, in this cabinet market is, Custom, the word custom does not mean quality. Yeah. It just means somebody's building it more so by hand than in a factory, but it doesn't right. mean that you have a better product. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, and again, it's, a, it's become a marketing term too, kind of like artisanal. It's like, well, what's, yes. what's artisanal? You just, you just decided one day you are artisanal and then yeah. you just decided one day that you're custom. It's like, well, there's there's something behind that. Like I had, we were, we were part of a of a of a, a marketing campaign years ago, with a with a pretty big company, and they kept referring to me as a master craftsman, and I said I'm flattered, but yeah. I am not a master craftsman. That is not a marketing term. That is something to which me and my peers aspire daily. Like yeah. the whole point of being a master craftsman is that you actually never get there. Right. It's, right. It's not, it's not just this throwaway marketing term. Oh, uh, artisanal, custom, master, this and that. It's like, so to your point, when we say custom, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean we still need to do our due diligence. We still need to do the research. What kind of finish are we using? The, the, here's, here's the, like the magic question for anybody um, listening that might be considering custom cabinet makers. The first thing we ask is what type of coatings do you use and specifically use the word coatings. Coatings. 
Because cabinet coatings are different than paint or anything else. So if they say, oh, well, you know, sometimes we use a oil and other times we use a, you know, we go down to the hardware store and get this, this and that. That is a big red flag. Now, if they, if they say one of the companies like M.O. Campbell or Molesi or Gemini or Centurion or any of these professional grade companies, it's like, okay, they passed the first test. You're working with a good one. Now, yeah, hopefully, because, because what comes with working with those companies is ongoing training, new product research, new product training to where you yeah. don't just set it and then put it on cruise control for the rest of your career. You go to IWF every year and learn about the new finishes. And now here's this one that drives in 15 minutes instead of 20. Here's one that doesn't look as plastic. Like there's this constant, you know, R&D going on, constant innovation. And then unfortunately, some custom shops just choose to not <laughs> take advantage of it. Well, yeah. And then the finish rep, I mean, I've spent tons of time in the, in a cabinet shop, the finish rep comes in every week or every two weeks and goes, Hey guys, um, I got something that might be a good fit for you. Let's, um, let's go do some samples of this real quick on your equipment and see how this goes. And you spend an hour and play around with stuff. And all of a sudden you've got the latest, newest finish that, uh, you're trying to evaluate for the cabinets going forward. So it's, it's that constant evolution that gets mm-hmm. missed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing ultimately we would love to to better encourage at Way Home is for example, my wife's a physician. She is required every year to do um CME, continued medical education. Mm-hmm. I would love for something like that to exist in the trades. So maybe there's yes. some type of pledge we all take or there is a certification that doesn't have any weird profit motive behind it. It's just this <laughs> we are well, because, you know, you get into a pay-to-play model, and it's like, well, are you really qualified, or did you just pay yeah. the fee? Um, but, yeah, to where it's like, no, we commit to whatever, 40 hours a year of this ongoing education. And these trade shows exist. The Finnish reps hold trainings, um, YouTube University, whatever you want to do, yeah. to where we're constantly – and maybe we don't even take advantage of the new things we learned because the way we're doing it is pretty darn good. But at least we're exposed to it. We can consider it. And then I'm pretty sure nine times out of 10, there's going to be at least one better option than you're doing it now. But all of this is happening on behalf of the homeowner. Yeah. One of my other keywords that I hear that I always is my red flag. Oh, my cabinet maker. He's a master carpenter. <laughs> okay. Who's calling him a master carpenter? What organization is he a master carpenter with? Or did he just throw yeah. that out when he was measuring up the kitchen that he's a master carpenter and he's going to make it look good? Right. Right. And, and again, it's, it's, it's hard. Excuse me. It's hard once you're in it to kind of say like, oh, okay, because again, like we, we can't untoast the toast. So let's see. Now, if I like we what can. you guys are doing. Yeah. I like what you guys are doing so in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole thing is trying to avoid those those pitfalls of of bringing the wrong people or making the wrong product decisions, right? We've talked a lot about poor quality craftsmanship, but sometimes you're putting the wrong product in, which is never going to perform. And it's not the product's fault. It's the decision-making process that got you to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and additionally, because we we see a lot again, let's just to stay on this on this um, topic of finishes, we see a lot where they say, "Oh, we'll spray whatever you want us to spray," and it's like, first of all, 
why would a homeowner know what is a good cabinet coating and what isn't? But no, secondly, I... we don't want say say you have a tile guy, and um, you're going to redo your bathroom, and you say we're going to waterproof that shower, right? And he goes, oh yeah, well, how how would you want to do it? And you go, I, I don't know. He's like, well, no, just tell you tell me however you want to waterproof it, and I'll do it. It's like no. No, 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 no. You're no. the professional. We want professionals with preferences that says, I don't know, we use, you know, what, I don't know if we're allowed to use brand names on this show or yeah, not. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I don't care. We, yeah. we use Red Guard um, and Durarock. And then another guy says, yeah, you know, the Schluter, it's more expensive, but we like that. Whatever. Let's have some preferences. And yep. then we can, we can help them, you know, um, um, validate those preferences. But no, just this idea because we don't want any of the liability that should be on the professional shifting onto the homeowner because the shower leaks and you say, Hey, the shower leak, what the heck? And he goes, well, I did the one you told me to use. And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We want you to tell us what to use. And we want you to say like for for the, the houses we built after I sold my business, our plumber would only use Delta shower valves. Because he's used them for decades. He knows they do not leak. He can warranty them for decades. And it's like, okay, cool. So he's like, so buy a Delta trim kit because I'm using the valve and you know, like that's, this is non-negotiable. Yeah. And I actually liked that. I thought, okay, yeah. cool. This guy's worried about his reputation. He wants to use something. This is an informed opinion. This isn't what's most convenient for him. This isn't what he's going to make the most money on. This is him saying, I don't want you to have to rip your wall apart um, or, or get drops on your head you know, while you're watching yeah. TV one day because some shower valve I never worked with before failed. I know these for a fact to be good. This is what we're using. It's like, that's a pro you want to work with. No question. No question. Well, before we run out of time, I want to really dive into what you're doing out there and in and, and your program because... You and I could tell horror stories here for hours <laughs> about things gone bad. And, and I have a lot of great cabinet shop stories that we could go down into, but that's going to get to be pretty long winded. But I really <laughs> want to talk about way home and just how you guys are helping people and how do people get involved in this program? Because I think it's really cool that you can save people money in the long run because the project's probably going to get has a higher chance of getting done correctly because somebody with the knowledge is keeping an eye on it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, right now we have we have um, three or basically two different virtual calls you can do. We have one's called expert call, and that's just more kind of general construction. Um, you have an issue or several or you're trying to vet a builder or you just want some, you know, a second opinion on the floor plan to see if this works out well. You want design advice for the exterior finishes, you know, whatever the case is. Um, this shingle over this, should we do standing seam metal or should we do asphalt shingle? Like that's what we like the expert call for. Then we have what's called a cabinetry consult. And this is all at hellowayhome.com. Um, cool. The cabinetry consult is a little bit longer. It's 40 minutes. And that's should where we can do a deep dive. And it's usually, you'll appreciate this. It's usually right before the cabinets are ordered is, yes. is generally who we, we see booking these calls. To where we're about to spend 80 grand for this whole house worth of cabinets or 50 or 120 or whatever the case is. Can we just double check everything? Make sure, you know, that basically, um, is there any way to save money? Are these finishes yeah. done properly? 
Um, does this configuration make sense? We have a blind corner cabinet. Is there enough clearance? Like, yeah, we've, yeah, it's we've the dish, dishwasher is going to hit the blind corner of the lazy Susan. You put in a French door refrigerator. It's up against the wall. It's not going to open up and you're never going to see those crispers. Exactly. Exactly. Let's just make sure someone's seen a million times. Let's make sure it's done properly. And this is when we can identify potential issues on, you know, the cabinet maker, the, you know, that provided these drawings that we've been working with said that he doesn't use this finish. He uses Ollie's oil. And it's like, okay, that's a little concerning, not yeah. the most durable finish. And then we can learn, you know, so, so that's the cabinetry console. But then we just launched, what we would find is we'd have these, these conversations with homeowners, but they would have so many concerns and issues and they'd be excited about their project and they want to talk about yep. this. So you just have like a follow-up question or two, because a lot of the time we'd say, okay, ask your, ask your cabinet maker, what type of coatings do they use? And I was like, and then just, just shoot me an email with what the answer is. And that'll really kind of tell us what our next steps are. Well, then we'd get three emails and five emails and 10 emails. And I was like, okay, this, this needs, like, there's obviously follow-up. So now we just launched what we call our project partner. And it's a monthly subscription. It's unlimited texting during business hours, unlimited texting with your expert, in addition to however many video calls we need to do a blue tape walkthrough to say like, hey, in, instead of, let's just FaceTime me quick, exactly how I used to do with my friends and family. To where yeah. now that's a perfect solution if you're doing a big scale remodel and you're gonna have you know, 25 questions over the course of, of three months or six months, or you're starting a new build. A lot of the time we get involved usually right after the architect has been brought on to where the, like the drawings were, were, were almost home with the drawings. Um, so now we're vetting builders. We're, you know, what should we ask them? Here were the answers from last week. What do you think about it? So that's our new monthly subscription that we really like um, because, yeah, we're able to just be this, this on-demand expert that lives on your cell phone. Man, that is smart and such a need out there because – there are so many people out there kind of navigating in the dark, doing the best they can. But um, until you get burned many times, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. That's what, um, that's what so, how so many of these introductory calls start off with. Is, I mean, and and it, it breaks my heart to some extent, but then it gets very positive and optimistic at the end because it starts off with, hey, you were lost. We just don't know. We didn't know what decision to make. We don't know who to trust. We go on YouTube and do this and we go to these Facebook groups and ask a question and there's 20 answers, uh, three, three of which are toxic, <laughs> 10 uh, of which are saying this and then the other ones are saying this. And, and it's just like, so we're right back where we started. Um, so we're just happy to have found you guys. And it's like, well, great, because yeah, we got you now. Like we're, we're here to advocate only for you. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's working out really great. So I appreciate your interest very much and your advocacy because you, you know as well as any that um, there's a lot of uh, homeowners in desperate need of as much technical advice as they can get. It's crazy out there. And uh, as things get more complex and money gets tighter, you know, it means uh, the chance of bad decisions goes even worse out there because people are trying to save money and they don't know what they don't know. So I appreciate what you're doing out there for the public and for homeowners and stuff. And uh that's really where, where I think you can really help steer people into finding the right people to do the job. And that saves people hundreds of thousands of dollars in the long run. Absolutely. And then you, yeah, you start getting into schedules to where we can't, 
we can't go back and redo things because we have our scheduled closing and we have a um, a construction loan to where this needs to kick over to a, a, a you know a fixed mortgage on this date, no question. Or unfortunately, like your like your your colleague or your your friend that had the the botched tile project. Where, I mean, where do you even start? Like, where do you even start? Hopefully, he or she has the money. But so many times we hear the story to where <laughs> it's part of the American dream to own a home. Yeah. But to not just own a house, but to make it your home. So then you start this process. Let's say we finally saved up. We, we got the, 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 um, the starter home and we sat in it for a while. And now we made a little money on selling that. We're going to build a house. The expectations of the beginning are set by HGTV and Joanna Gaines, and it's all you know, puppy dogs and picnic baskets. And then there's just slow, yes, and it's just the slow erosion of any excitement or optimism you have, where you get to the CO, the certificate of occupancy, and you go, just go away. I just want to get moved. Just get out. Please just just go away. Exactly. And it breaks my heart. So it's like, no. We got you. We are here to help because let's keep that that same excitement and optimism and fulfillment to where after you've moved in, you're sitting there Saturday morning, say, before the kids have woken up and you're just having a cup of coffee and you're looking around at your brand new house and you just go, yes, like, I'm so glad we did this. Like, that's the feeling we want people to have at the end. I love it, Corbin. I love it. So how do people track you guys down? Yes, we're at hellowayhome.com. We also have a Facebook group called Ask a Cabinet Maker, and that's me personally in there just giving as much free advice as we can. Um, sometimes, nice. you know, we can, only, we can only do so much just through exchanging Facebook comments. So every sure. now and again, you'll see me say like, hey, I, I really encourage you to book a call with us because like, I, I need to ask you 25 more questions before I can give any type of actionable valuable advice so you'll see me you'll see me um (laughs) pitching my home quite a bit in the group but for the most part yeah that that's a great group we give a ton of free advice there um we're on most of the socials uh so yeah hellowayhome.com is probably the best place and then we have a great blog as well but yeah hellowayhome.com and you can you can get everywhere else from there Perfect, brother. Hey, thanks for coming on today, man. I love what you're doing out there. And I'm excited to see this thing grow because I think there's a huge need for it. Uh, I agree. And I appreciate your your support and and advocacy and excitement. It means a lot. Hey, thanks, brother. I'm Eric G. And you've been listening to Around the House. Anyway, I'll be on the me. Love is a love song. Let's be lovers. We're all over the radio. Take my Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.